0: Welcome back to the Ducks Across the Pond podcast. Uh, this episode will be on the NBL uh, season. am going to go over uh, exactly what we were involved in, the moments we liked, the moments we enjoyed, uh, what was different in the, you know, obviously the COVID season. And uh, we're thankfully this <clears throat> on this podcast joined by J Rod, Jonathan Rodriguez, who's, you know, my, my, uh, mine, Ren, and deacons coach for this season and it's a privilege to have you on
1: oh, thank you it's a it was a privilege to coach you guys and it's definitely a privilege to see what you've done with this and um and be here so thank you guys for
0: having me awesome uh yeah it's uh, so as i said this uh podcast is going to be about the nbl season and a little bit of what we experienced um in a season that was really nothing like any of the seasons we've played in before and how it felt to be on the legends and also obviously get Aiden's in the <clears throat> Aiden's experience of playing on the team that won the championship this year. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, great stuff going on in this podcast.
2: Yeah, so uh, in the NBL this year, there were four teams. Uh, there were the London Mets, the Lancashire Legends, the Essex Arrows, and the London Capitals. Uh, As Matt said, the Mets won. Um, I'm pretty sure they had the best record as well, the number one seed. I think that's their third one back-to-back, I think. Uh, Fourth one? Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, there's there's the shortened season this year. Um, I think everyone knew it was a sprint, so it was definitely higher competition this year. Uh, And I think we'll get to to hear some uh, opinions on... Uh, by us uh, on how we how we felt about this season. So yeah, hand over to you, Ren. Got some questions, don't you?
3: Yeah, great. So just before we get into the uh, the meteor questions, we're just going to do a quick quick fire warm up style. Uh, some just quick questions to get us started. So, J Rod, uh, question one, just five here to get us going. Uh, bat flips, love them or hate them.
1: Um, oh man, you put, uh, you already got me on the first one. <laughs> uh i hate them i i don't like i i, I hate them i hate them, I hate them. I hate them. I, you know what i when i like a bat flip is on a single a hard line drive up the middle almost takes out the pitcher's head you bat flip then home runs i don't know it just seems a little more like uh professional wrestling uh that the
3: antics it's just me all right fair <laughs> um as is halloween horror films yes or no yes of course yes great all right, back to baseball. Would you rather win a game by robbing a homer or throwing out a runner at the plate?
1: Throwing out a runner at the plate. Yeah, it it involves more guys. It involves it would involve two or or maybe three if there's a cutoff man. So, yeah, that would be more special.
3: I think uh that was a very similar answer to what Drew gave us in week 1. Yeah. Use nice. more guys and uh that's yeah. So, it's interesting coaches minds think alike yeah it's um, crazy yeah all right one i one i'm really interested in uh would you rather an angels world series victory or a top four finish for burnley
1: oh top four finish for burnley for sure, sure. but yeah. that might be it might be more a uh, top four finishing championship next year because right now we're bottom oh top. no yeah <laughs> so it's not looking good but uh, yeah wanna... definitely top four finish
3: didn't want to say it, but I, yeah, I think it's not looking too likely. No,
1: um, no but hey, it would be awesome, especially for the town. I mean, this place, oh, it, we'd go crazy.
3: Yeah. And uh, finally, before we get into, back to the NBL questions, uh, is Barry Bonds a Hall of Famer? Uh, 100%. And
1: man, if you really want to get me going down a rabbit hole, uh, I feel, well, I grew up, this was my time, like, like you guys right now, my time was Barry Bonds. So when I was a little kid up until I was in college, like Barry Bonds was the dude. And I feel like by not putting him in the hall of fame, they're they're honestly stripping me and a lot of other baseball fans, you know, growing up of our childhood. They're saying like your childhood didn't matter. Your heroes didn't matter. And I think it's wrong. Roger Clemens has to get in there. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, they did what they did, but, um, that that those are our that's our generation of players that kind of got taken away from us and you know it's kind of a tough thing so yes Barry Bonds Hall of Fame for sure
0: nice yes.
3: fantastic I think we can all get behind that one nice yeah. good good let's start yeah. the movement make it happen yeah petition, petition time. time yeah <laughs> I I don't I
0: gotta be honest I don't think well that is gonna I don't think that needs a petition it shouldn't need a petition no I was no just, I was just it's common it. sense one of the best hitters of all time shouldn't need a petition to get him into the Hall of Fame. You yeah, know, I was just making <laughs> a joke because
2: there's so many petitions now. But so, you know, that's, that's a it. different story. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: all right. So as we get round to uh, what we, the kind of the core of this podcast, talking about uh, what's still very fresh in a lot of our minds, uh, the NBL season and uh, a very, coming up to an end, a very traumatic year, but uh, certainly very memorable for, well, I know I can speak for uh, Matt and uh, Alex as well, and I'm sure you as well, J-Rod. But um, what what is the why did you start the Legends? Like, what what's the story behind that? Um, yeah, where did that come from, and uh, what what excited you this season to to get it rolling?
1: Uh, the Lancashire starting the Lancashire Legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lancashire yeah, Legends it, this year. It was it was for you guys. It was for the fifteen to. 21-year-old British baseball player who's just, um, you know, he who wants to compete at that the highest level and wants to get better at baseball and takes the game very serious. And um, I saw, I saw a need for it. So during our under-18 Zoom call, Alex, uh, I was presenting the idea of creating a a Lancashire Legends travel travel team to go play in European tournaments, you know, a couple times throughout the year. And that, that was going to be it. Um, and I introduced <laughs> it to the U18 team on the zoom call and I was telling him about this. And, and I, as I was telling the team about this, uh, my phone's blowing up zzz, 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 over here. And, uh, I look at it and it's, it's your dad, Alex, it's Chris. Um, and he's like, BBF just announced an open tournament. Um, get the legends in there. Uh, need to put a legends team you need to put a legends team and i was like dang wow like it lined up perfect it the you know that you're right it was a traumatic um spring late winter spring moving into the summer it was traumatic and it was rough on everybody um but things started lining up really really well for us to start a lancashire legends team in the nbl and things just fell we were going to start as a double a team because um, you guys needed the work and I, I needed to see, I wanted to see more GB players playing baseball so that I could know how to coach them better in the future. So uh, we were going to start as a double A team, but things just fell into place. Like hearts, uh, didn't uh, wasn't in the NBL. Uh, they chose not to play in the NBL that year. So opened up a spot and just went for it. And, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm cut from the cloth that like you just go for it and take an opportunity and then ask questions and figure it out later. And, you know, luckily, uh, I was blessed enough to have a group of individuals such as yourselves, like, you know, and, and a bunch of a bunch of guys with your mentality. And um, we were able to get something, done, you know, over our 20 games and over our short season. And it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. So I'm, I'm really glad I started
3: it. But that's kind of how it, it, it got done. Uh, absolutely. i no we're all very grateful for it. Yeah. I think, that, <clears throat> I think that's a really weird thing
0: about this season. The fact that um you know, for a lot of people this year has been terrible, like absolutely awful. I know um yeah, it's it's taken its toll on a lot of people, but I think we've been quite lucky in the fact that f- for, you know, at least the players who were on the legends and in, you know are able to play this season we were the lucky ones in the fact that we got, you know, we saw we got a lot better this season somehow, even though, you know, we probably played a lot less than we ever have in a year, you know, in our playing careers, but we, we improved that much more over the course of the season than we ever have. And that, that, that is the really weird thing about this, this season, especially in the 20 games that we played. There's just a huge difference in the team that starts and the team that finishes the season.
1: That that was, um, you know, that that's the goal for any Legends team. It's to be a different, to be better mm-hmm. at the end. A lot better than when you started. Um, I don't think a team's grown as much within a season. I don't think a legends team has grown as much within a season as you guys did in the history of the legends, which, you know, we've had over a thousand athletes in our, in our program. We've been going for like eight or nine years, you know, we've had a lot of players and a lot of teams and none of them grew as much during that time and in such a short season as well. So that, you know, says a lot for you guys, but you know, the, the most impressive part for me was that you guys showed up and got after it. And you worked Mm -hmm. hard and you brought a passion and a commitment, uh, regardless of anything. And that's like the most encouraging part. We were three and 17. You know, it'd be one thing if everybody got better and we were like 18 and two. Mm -hmm. It's easy. That's easy. It's fun to show up to an environment when you're 18 and two. But you guys kept showing up when we were three and 17, when we were, you know, getting out scored by like 200 plus runs on the season. You know, like you guys just kept going. And that says a lot. Uh, about your commitment, and I'm really glad it kind of showed up, um, yeah, in 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 the way it did because, yeah, the team as a whole, and it was just exponential growth through the roof. It was amazing to watch.
4: Mm-hmm. That was good. So now that the season's done, you've seen, you know, how it started and how it ended. What what do you think your overall impression was of the the top level of British baseball? Like, how was it for you?
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty competitive. Uh, I uh, probably more competitive than I thought. Um, you know, just talking to people. Uh, kind of, I think maybe coming from California, uh, a lot of people like made excuses right off the bat for the NBL and. I, I don't think that was uh, – I don't think they gave uh, – their how do I explain this? I don't think they gave the NBL a fair shake. Uh, it's, it's competitive. It's uh, guys playing the game hard, playing the game the right way, playing the game to win. And, um, you know, we faced like, the London Capitals, and, you know, they ran out, like, five legit arms against us the first day. Um, and they were all nasty, you know? like And then the London Mets, you know, we're seeing Rich Minford, um, you know, we're seeing, uh, we're, we're just seeing like seasoned pitchers. They just know how to pitch and know how to command the zone. And, you know, we're facing college pitchers or future college pitchers with, uh, when we're playing the Mets and, you know, Essex is, we face the best, we face, well, Essex Wraith, I know you guys mm. know that, right? They were the best hitting team. Sorry, Aiden. Like they, they were, they, right. they, they, I don't see many offensive teams like that in any league in any of my experience. And then they had, um, that dude who threw really hard as well, that threw against us Mm -hmm. twice that, you know, that was 80 plus and could throw a curveball when he wanted, you know, so the teams that were in the league were legit and they played the game hard and, um, you know, it was a lot better than I thought, uh, is there room for improvement? Can we build on it? Absolutely. 100%. We could always build on anything, but, uh, the league was pretty good. I was very impressed
4: great at least at least it was a positive side that you saw, not just the negatives that everyone brings up, so
1: yeah and and I mean, you know, I had a lot you know i I, I had a lot of uh, conversations leading up to it, trying to get a feel for it, and you know it i did I really didn't know what to expect. I tried to keep my expectations as open as possible, but when we got out there. The first, uh, the first game against the London Capitals, it was like, all right, dang, let's go! Like we're gonna, we're gonna have to get better this season, or, you know, I might lose my, my GB guys before we even play in a tournament. So you know, it's kind of like we were like that. You, we talked about that growth, like you guys definitely made the decision to do that and put in the time and put in the work. But, you know, at the same time, we kind of had to because, the league was good. So it was either like <laughs> get on board or you know, get left behind.
0: Yeah. I, th- I, I feel like that's a very British thing that we do you know, here in the UK. It's always, you know, like make excuses for something that might actually be good in the you know, in the first place. Like I don't I don't think we give ourselves ourselves a first share of, you know, like a first shake as you said. Because um, I you know, we I think there's always excuses made for British baseball. And sometimes you know i i think we just you know need to you know <clears throat> baseball in the uk is a pretty good level and i i feel like we need to it's it's such a british thing to say you know oh it you know it's probably not what you know you know it's not a californian baseball it's like it doesn't need to be californian baseball it's you know it's british baseball and we you know it's a pretty solid it's pretty solid baseball and I, I, as you said, I just think sometimes it needs to be given a first shake rather than putting it down before anything, you know, anything's even happened. And we played.
1: I mean, we played the Capitals. They were solid. We played the Mets. They were solid. We played at Essex. They were solid. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, it's. I, I. understand it's not going to be. You know, the Dutch league. You know, the German league. The Italians. It's not. It's not that. The fountain to build upon and there's definitely all the pieces there um to help it move forward in the future and keep it growing and make it into you know a, a league that's you know kind of on that level or, or regarded yeah. to be on that level um mm-hmm. you know there's there's a there's ton of things we can do but um yeah i thought it was it was way more competitive than i thought for mm-hmm. sure going into it
0: yeah
2: so obviously uh you said you enjoyed coaching this season and being involved, but what was your, what was your single favorite moment of this uh, legend season? Single
1: favorite moment,
4: man.
1: Ah, there, there were, there were, gosh, there are some good ones. I, and you know, you've, you guys have been in my post game speak, man. Like I'm, I'm all inclusive or uh, yeah, I like, I I'm, I'm inclusive when it comes to that, uh, Giving credit to the team, like I like to, if I would rather answer that question by going down the line and giving everybody their own best moment of the mm. of the season, yeah. you know, honest, go right down the line. But I mean, as a team, it would be uh, just coming out and playing a complete game against the London Capitals and watching you, Alex, uh, grow into that into that pitcher who can step up and throw six and third, um, shut down baseball and absolutely shut down a team and keep us in the game. You know, I was, uh, I'm doing the stats by the way, guys, I'm working on the stats, so you guys will have full stats, but I was going to do that a reason. Um, you know, we were by two in the middle state of that game. We ended up tying it, I think in the fifth and then, uh, or was it the fifth, maybe the fourth. So we're down, we, I think we might've been down early, down two, came back, tied it in the fourth, and then um, came out and went uh, like three runs in the sixth and then one in the seventh for insurance. But um, you see just zeros across the board, those later innings, it's like they scored their runs early and, you know, to have a picture grow into being able to do that and keep his team in games so that they can get hot for a couple of innings and beat a team seven, four. From where we started as a group, uh, from where you started personally, and all both every all you guys, uh, not including you, Aiden, but these my three legends who were on this call were were starting in that game, right? Maddie, you were playing second base and mm-hmm. uh Ren was playing center field. Yeah. And and Maddie, you made some plays. Uh, I think we turned a double play. Did you turn a double play? Remember? Uh
0: Simmons did. Simmons turned an unassisted.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was unassisted. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I thought he turned it to second. Um, no, yeah, but we turned good. a double play. So it was our first, we turned double mm-hmm. plays. We, it was our first game, uh, first win. And, um, we just played like a complete game. And so that was the best moment, um, to watch you guys be be able to put it all together. Um, man, that was rewarding and seeing yeah. everybody's faces after, man, <laughs> that was great. That was So, yeah, that would be it. The team victory
0: against the Capitals. Nice. Good. I think... Uh, yeah, everybody was hype after that one. I th- everybody came out onto the field afterwards and was just sort of, you know, it it was as if we, you know, we I think what well, we were like four weekends into the season. I th- I think we it was it was as if we'd won the championship right there and then. I, d- I don't think anybody, you know, I, with us it wasn't what we were there for. You know, we weren't there to win the game, but I th- I think it, it just felt awesome to watch. It was an awesome game to be a part of because it was, just, it was just a solid baseball game. I mean, it's, even the, Cap- the Capitals put up an absolute fight against us. They, weren't, they didn't go down, like, easily. <laughs> I think that was the, great, the awesome part of it, was the fact that it was a battle between the two teams. And, you know, or, you know in, the, in a great way, we came out on top because we were the better team in that game. And it, it felt like we'd worked hard towards that win. And I think it was really nice to get a win, you know, in the NBL. We uh, did. I, can I can I add on to it because I just remembered one yeah. right now,
1: Matt. My other okay. favorite moment was mm-hmm. at the beginning of the playoffs when we sat in the circle and we talked about <laughs> what everybody went one by one about what it means or oh, yeah. what it meant to be on the Legends this season, mm-hmm. what it means to be a legend, and what you know, baseball and and being on the Legends means to them. Like, and man, I was I was like. Uh, I was getting emotional listening to you guys talk about how much you love the game and and what this season meant to you guys. So that would be that is probably my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to talk baseball and like stuff like that, then the Capitals for sure.
2: Yeah, I I, I missed that. I was hobbling over on crutches. So oh, that one.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's rough. Yeah. it was powerful.
1: It was powerful. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it was. Your awesome. dad was. Your dad was sad. He missed it too,
2: Alex. He was. Yeah. he was gutted. He, I mean, he was playing golf.
0: He was <laughs> he probably yeah. he off he was was somewhere playing. playing golf. <laughs> well that uh leads me nicely on to um what did you what did you see in the team that changed over the course of the season? You know, like from that team that, you know, sort of we it was it was as if okay, we need to come and play if we're gonna beat these guys and keep up with these guys at the start of the season two. You know, the, the team that was playing the Mets in the playoffs and held them scoreless for, I think, five innings. It was
1: another close one, man. Mm. And Aiden, Aiden, the first time we... It was the week before we beat the Capitals. The first time when we played at Farnham, those scores were misleading as well because I went through the box scores. And, and in the second game, I think we were... It was tied 5-5. Five, five. One of them was tied 5-5 five, five going into the fifth inning or fourth inning, something like that. So... We played some great games against the mm-hmm. Mets. Yeah. It was a lot of fun competing against you guys. Agreed. What what I found change of the season is that exactly like the willingness to compete, the 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 desire to compete. Um, at first, it was just kind of like let's see what happens. And I understand like it was we were thrown together the last minute, didn't really know each other, no idea what's going on. Let's feel mm-hmm. it out. You know, coach hasn't even seen a pitch and. British baseball before like you know in the country like we had no idea what to expect so we were kind of timid when we first started uh whether that's like confident level confidence level or just you know um, fear of the unknown uh whatever it was that was playing big at the beginning but something clicked maybe uh, after the third game maybe after the fourth game something clicked and we just kind of uh started becoming more confident in our abilities and just more willing to put up a fight and throw our best punch against the team right off the bat and that was like the theme um in those games against the mets in the games against capitals when we played sheffield bruins when we played you know essex it was like we would come out and throw a haymaker first few innings Mm -hmm. right um it's just we you know due to the the age and the experience of of our team that haymaker, you know, it, it wasn't very, strong. It didn't have much behind it. Um, so it didn't really knock teams out, which we'll, we'll develop that in mm-hmm. time and we'll learn how to do that and we'll get older and more confident and we can, we'll be able to do it. But by the end, you guys were willing to just, Hey, I don't care if this thing, I I, ca- I don't care if this thing, you know, if my, if my best punch doesn't hurt a fly, you know, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to throw it and we're going to see what happens. At mm-hmm. the beginning, we were scared to throw that punch. We were scared to just go out there and take the game to the opponent. We were, we were a little hesitant to do that. But as the season progressed, it was like, boom, let's go. And then, you know, sometimes they'd answer back and we wouldn't have it. We were out. We You know, we didn't have an answer for it. Uh, sometimes we would go back and forth like we did in those games towards the end of the season against Hearts. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but that just, that willingness to compete uh, developed throughout the summer and that was awesome to see because that's the foundation of everything if you if we can't compete then you're 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 not even gonna be able to compete against yourself when you know you have to get your throwing in and your mind's going like yeah but it's raining like (laughs) if you don't know how to compete you're never going to be able to beat that voice in your head that says yeah but it's raining yeah you know so like just to get you guys
2: competing was Mm -hmm. awesome that was my favorite and the best thing i saw yeah you you said about uh we were kind of timid at the start um, and then something clicked. I feel like, for me, I felt that click when we first played the Mets because we all knew that they were, you know, they were the best team, probably the best team out there. Um, but then when we played them, I'm only, I'm not saying this, Then they're, they're not, obviously, they're still the best team. Yeah. But when we played them, it was like, hey, they're not that good or they're not as good as we think. Do you know what I mean? And that was like, okay, we can start going now because we... We were we got our first lead in that first game against the Mets of the season, and so I think everyone's like, okay, we can do this, and then that's when we started getting more confident. I think, so, yeah,
1: definitely, I agree. That was a turning point, and we had a training session before. That was a really good yeah. training session where we were bouncing around. We were very high energy, and um, you guys took that training session. We had that good energy. And then you took it into the game and then you let the competitiveness of the game take you to the next level, which is, you know, going toe to toe with the four time national champions, you know, and and they they're a legit team. They're a legit team. But I thought I think what you guys saw is that um, they're, you know, they they put on their pants the same way you do. They're just like, you know, like they're just like us. So I. Um, you know, there's nothing to be, there's nothing to worry about. Let's just go out there and
0: compete. Yeah. I think that was the, uh, that, as you said, that, that last, that first training session, sorry, was the, um, I think something clicked at that training session where we all started getting used to each other. And I think it happens for a lot of ball clubs where, you know, (laughs) as soon as you start getting used to your teammates, things start working a lot better, you know, like, when teammates know each other and you can help each other out and you start becoming uh, comfortable having those conversations, you know, like, you know, I think it was uh, Connor, Connor, um, Scottish Connor that is. Um, Connor Smith. Yeah. Um, You know, the conversations that I saw him having with players, you know, just, the fact that those conversations were happening after that first training session helped so much, you know, it was a, it was a different team after those training sessions because the, because the players, you know, I think the awesome thing was the players started talking to each other about how to get better. And it meant that, you know, that there were, you know, 18 guys on the team that were coaches, they were coaches for each other. And it was, you know, even though we had, you know, one coach in the dugout in the game, you know, because of COVID rules, um, we actually had each other to help each other out and it didn't, you know, it didn't matter that we only had one coaching voice in the dugout. It was each player was gonna help another player, which meant that, you know, there was there was just that sort of you know, nobody fell this season. It was always, you know, if something went wrong, it was you could have a conversation with somebody in the dugout and it wouldn't happen again. And that that was the awesome thing. Um, I think the fact that you can have constructive conversations in the dugout helps a lot in a team where everybody's just trying to get better. Um, yeah, it was a,
1: it was powerful. It was powerful yeah. being in that dugout and seeing you guys do that. And to be honest, Matt, you you basically just nailed the legends, like magic and what we've mm-hmm. always had. We've always had undermanned coaching staff. I will be the first one. And some of it's my fault. Like sometimes I don't like to bring in other coaches. I want to do everything by myself, you know, especially when I was younger, I want to do everything by myself. So, you know, we'd have like 35 players and one coach, but what the environment does is um, create, you know, a safe space where everybody can be themselves and be comfortable failing. And then what, what the natural just the natural byproduct of that kind of environment is that you guys start engaging with each other and start coaching each other up. And when you guys can, when peers can coach each other from a really good place and not like a competitive, you know, a stripper in the together, like let's help each other out place. Mm-hmm. That's where the magic is. And you yeah, guys, I'm glad you felt it. I'm glad, you know, it was a big part for you because that's the legends magic. It's It's not about the coach for sure. It's not about anything else except for the the group and the players. Um, That's where
0: the magic is. I've said that many times to you guys. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to ask, did you see like a difference between the Lancashire legends and your legends back in Long Beach? Do you see a difference in the way we communicated with each other and your players in the U.S. communicated with each other or anything like that? Uh, Well, I mean – there's
1: a difference. Like I I would say yes and no, uh, the, the information, like, I guess the, the way of baseball is, is different. There's different, um, different ways. There's different, different languages, right? You guys, Mm -hmm. you guys would talk in a certain way and um, a player in California used different words or different lingo to express the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was kind of different that way, but, like, the vibe of, you know, we're all in this together. Like, nobody's going to come save us. So let's kind of figure this thing out ourselves and, and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, that that is, uh, you know, that kind of communication, and that interaction between players is across the board. And I was, like, tripping out when I saw it here because, like, anybody who's been around the Legends for a long time uh, back in California will tell you that that is that we've had that from day one. And I don't know why, but maybe it's just like baseball, right? Maybe it's just like we were talking about, like, that's the beauty of baseball is you get around some people that you may never have known in your life, but, you know, baseball connects us Uh, and we instantly become brothers for some reason. Um, So we've always had that in, in Long Beach, We've always had that with our legends teams back in California, and I couldn't believe it happened so quick. Uh, here in Lancashire, so or uh, um, with the Lancashire Legends, so that was kind of like, um, you know, the same. What was the same, but uh, you know, just baseball is different, you know. And it's it's there are many different languages and nuances with how we talk about and communicate. So there is a little different in uh, yeah. some differences in there too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I can I can agree with the California thing. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> the <laughs>
4: language language is different. It's just a different. Um, yeah, it's not. I wouldn't say it's a different style because baseball is baseball, but it's just a different way of doing it. It's yeah, more. Play, it's a lot faster. California. Yeah, it's it's just the difference is the speed. It is I'll like play. um, like when I when we had practice out there, we would do we had practice every day of the week. One day was optional, and then tournaments on the weekends. And but in practices we had, you know, we had to sprint to go get water. We had a half hour we had, you know, thirty seconds to get water before we're back we ran. So like we could we could go all the way from, you know, furthest part in center field and our bags were in the dugout, have to get water thirty seconds and back. So we can get as many things as we can and like we would you know, as soon as we finish our drill, we run back to the end of the line, keep going, keep going. When you know, we'd spend fifteen minutes on a drill and we'd each get you know, we touch the ball a hundred times. I think that's the difference between here and there, is you get a lot more repetition there than you do here.
1: That's – uh yeah, yeah, that that uh, – I'm glad. Now we're talking. Now we're talking, boys. <laughs> okay. oh so, Aiden, thank you for bringing that up. My legends. So, my, my most rewarding thing was to watch you guys, like, um, grow the competitor spirit throughout the season. But what was, like, the – the number one thing that that I wanted to get after, and I spent a lot of time and energy trying to fix and develop in you guys. Anybody, you guys want to take any guesses? Hustle, yeah.
3: Hustle you pre could say hustle,
1: pre-game. yeah. Hustle uh, pregame, which is what it's exactly what Aiden just said. It's yeah, just the pace. Enough. Yeah, it, it was the pace that the pace, um, you know, getting from station to station. The pace, just the sense of urgency going from on deck to the plate when you're taking batting practice the pace of going um, going off the field and during batting practice, coming in the dugout, grabbing your stuff, getting ready, and then going to hit on the field uh, for batting practice. Like that pace, it, it has a value to it, and it's important. And that's, you know, when you're in California, and baseball is such a big deal. I mean, it's life. And I think in where I grew up in Southern California and at Long Beach, uh, in Long Beach, where I, uh, coach college baseball and run the legends like you could drop a pin on the mound on the mound at long beach city college where the legends playing where i coach you could drop a pin draw a 30 mile cir- circle around it right is that a radius or a circumference radius. 30 mile radius radius so 30 mile radius around the pin on the pitcher's mound of long beach city college and you have your best baseball in the world per capita you have your best baseball in the world 100 and i believe that maybe tokyo might have but you, know, you can't find a 30 mile radius with more, with more baseball. And the, the climate is built for it, like the weather, just everything. So they get, bo- I, I think they get bored and it's just the West Coast style of baseball. Just, you know, it's super competitive and uh, they have so much time out there where little details like going nine to five, like we did, Like they practice that stuff. I remember doing, I remember doing that as for conditioning, practicing uh, the whole team would go to the dugout. Um, We'd put our gloves down. We'd, uh, the, the coach would say right field and we'd all pick up our gloves and run out to right field, sprinting out to right field. And we all went to a spot in right field where the cone was at, stayed out there for a minute, coach said dugout, and then we'd run back into the dugout. And like that, we practiced that stuff. So like, when you have an environment like Southern California where there's just so much time and great weather and facilities to practice baseball all the time, like, you start peeling layers and that's where you get to when you start thinking about like, important things to practice. You start getting to the point where it's like, dang, it's really important the energy that we bring on and off the field. It's really important staying within in a game rhythm. It's really important giving your, getting into the dugout quick enough to give yourself enough time to get ready to hit when you're hitting second in the inning like and that's just what you know and i i played baseball in west virginia i've coached in pennsylvania i've been all over the country and california brings that it's it's different because that that attention to detail in the pace uh is is almost uh strictly a southern california thing uh, maybe northern california but for sure, other places in in America are more slow pace and relaxed, but that's just something that I was raised doing, and you know, Aiden the same thing. And uh, it was the 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 biggest thing I I think the most important thing I taught you guys, and probably the biggest battle, uh, and it took the most attention and energy for me was to get you guys. Let's go, let's go, let's go after that third out's made. Let's go. Need a team. How many times do you guys hear me say need a team? Oh. need a team need a team on the field boys let's oh, go yeah. i look over there's there's like three guys I'm like come on let's go like that was the whole thing so um yeah it's important it was important but yeah that's the biggest that's probably the biggest um part and you know
2: um one of the most important parts at least mm-hmm. of the differences yeah um so obviously you're the u18 head coach um now But you were on—you were part of uh, Drew's coaching staff uh, last year, or two years ago. Last year, I think last year uh, at the twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen feels like
0: absolutely years ago. ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. At at the European uh, uh, Championships, um, just briefly, what did you learn competing against Drew this year that you didn't know uh, when you were coaching with him? uh previously yeah that's a that's a great question uh
1: really good question so i didn't know drew going into it uh thank god for liam carroll uh kind of throwing my name in there into the mix when drew was looking for assistant coaches i had a like two conversations with drew leading up to the tournament really good conversations but you know that was it so i get there, and we have a team that it doesn't look like will be very competitive on paper, and we go into the first game against the Dutch, and we're it's like, don't know, you know, it's my first time. I'm I'm coaching for an, representing a country, you know. I'm in Prague. It was it was wild, and all of a sudden we win it. I'm like, dang, that was cool. Like, how lucky was that? And then we have a really good tournament um some ups and downs but we we ended up getting great results and that team that on paper probably shouldn't have been very competitive was very competitive and overachieved big time and during that time you know i had a, especially as time went on like right after and as time went on you know i looked back and was like dang how did that happen how did that happen like man drew did a really good job with that with that team wow he brought us together really quick that was awesome you know and um I I knew he had, I knew he was good at doing that. Um, Being the next year competing against him in the NBL uh, and seeing firsthand uh, what's been built with the London Mets team and the culture that he's built and how he's brought that group together. And even better, like being kind of uh, an honorary Met. I'm going to go ahead and call myself an honorary Met, Aiden. I don't know if I am or not, but... I mean, you know, my boys are, you know? my boys are on that team and Drew's my boy. And, um, they, they let me in, you know, like we went out to breakfast. I went out to their team, to team breakfast at, you know, Turkish breakfast, uh, before a game when we were playing and just like, and hanging out with them after and, and seeing the, the pride that they took in being a Met and, um, just the little things, you know, setting up the field and just what you guys do on a day in, day day in, day out basis in the culture, uh, that that's what i learned most about drew is like wow like i thought in Prague like oh yeah he's good he can put a team together like he really brought us together but watching the mets i'm like dang this guy knows how to he knows how to build a family out of a baseball team like he really is amazing and and you know at, at that aspect of of management and you know seeing it from that side i i felt it you know like i saw you guys i saw the togetherness and the culture and you know, Drew had a big part of that. And, um, you know, that's what kind of sticks out most to me.
4: So we got we got one more question before we do the quiz. Um, just something nice and easy. If you could pick one former or current major leaguer to be on a coaching staff with you, who would it be? Former
1: or current major leaguer to be on a coaching staff? Yeah. man i wasn't prepared for this (laughs) former or current well my favorite player of all time is it's paul o'neill from the new york yankees of the late 90s and early 2000s so and he's a grinder um he's a competitor and he got a lot more i mean he was pretty legit as a player but he was he was never the most athletic and Biggest, strongest, fastest, but he was legit, you know, got the most out of his ability. So I'd bring him in my dugout with me. Paul O'Neill. All
3: right.
1: Yeah. Or Wade, maybe Wade Boggs, but I might be getting. Oh, don't say that. Don't say Wade Boggs. (laughs) (laughs) All All
4: right. Alex, uh, do you want to explain the quiz?
2: Yeah. uh, Like we did with Drew last time on the podcast, we got a home and away quiz. Uh, Before each question, I'll ask if you want home or away. Uh, homes, a home question is worth one point an away question is worth two they're 10 questions total and at the moment Drew's sitting uh, at the top spot on the leverboard with how many Aiden 12 with 12 so obviously the away questions uh, are worth more but might be higher risk he, uh,
4: well, how many, let's see how many away questions he actually took that's a, that's a good question
1: how many overall questions are we getting?
4: He, he uh, took over 50%. Okay. He took 60% away questions. Okay.
2: So. All right. I I guess we'll uh, go to the first question then. What do you want, home or away? Away. Uh, who is the Rockies' all-time home run leader? Jesus. Andres
1: Galarraga? Nice. Nope. Todd Houghton?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. Oh no. Oh, just, just, just a, a second, second too late. late. Dang it. Dang it. I, I All think we going
2: to take right. first answers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, right. no, no. Don't count it. Don't count it. All right. Uh, what do you want for number two? Uh, away. Uh, how many no hitters have been thrown by the Mariners? One. Nope. Oh. Six. Jeez.
4: Six. Wow. Wow. Six.
2: There's been one perfect well, that's game by easy. the Mariners.
1: Oh, that was it. Yeah. I, I was thinking for sure. King Felix. That was it. Six. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Six. I don't like the Mariners. The, the Mariners are. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so it's yeah. the away questions. Are they, the, the tough ones? <laughs> yeah, on I know. Ones. Yeah, that's on me. That's on me. That's on me. Uh, all right. Uh, number three, Homer away. Oh, I got to catch up now. Uh, let's go away. Uh, who did the Royals beat? To win the 2015 World Series? Oh, the New York Mets. Yeah, they're right. All right. Yeah, yeah you, you got we'll go. Catch uh, it on, on, the board, go on the board. On the let's board. Let's go. All right, number four. <laughs> Which one? Uh, away. Uh, whose retired number is number 45 for the Red Sox? Carlton Fisk? Oh. Nope. It's Pedro Martinez. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> Oh. Did he even play for the Yeah, he did play for the Red yeah. Sox.
0: Yeah. Oh. This, this that was, was at was the, the time hard. that he, he threw the... 19,
1: uh... He wore 45. I hate the Red
0: Sox. Oh. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> What's that? At oh, so the so time he, he threw, threw th- someone sh- on the ground. Yeah, uh, that was Don Zimmer he threw on the ground, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Grabbed him by the ears. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he and yanked he him. yanked him down. Yeah, oh. yeah that was rough. This ugly, man. Those yeah. Guys hooligans those red right.
1: socks oh <laughs> <laughs> number
2: 6 what, what what do you want
1: what's my score 2 oh, It's number, have, five. I, number, I five. Oh, number 5 i oh, four. Oh, oh, 5 oh number two. 5 you
0: oh, have number 5 number 5 a question there all
1: right let's go let's go home uh, just to get an angels question in there
2: uh, how many silver sluggers has mike trout won oh, i don't know uh, that's a complete <laughs> guess it'll be a complete guess 3 Oh. He's won seven, seven, he's won seven Pretty out impressive. of his eight years that he's Dang. been it, playing in the MLB. That's news to me. No, I don't know anything about baseball. <laughs> away, <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, no, number six. What do you want? Away, away, away. Uh, which year did Prince Fielder win the home run derby? 2011. <sighs> Close. 2009,
1: yeah, oh, that is, that is
2: ah, awesome. bummer. 2009? Yeah. At wow. Yankee Stadium. Uh, I'm not sure where it was. Oh, uh, clean it up. He won. Let
1: me get a half point. It was Yankee <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> Might have been. No, you no, keep going. I'll, I'll check it. You keep going. No, right. I don't want a half point. But yeah, I
2: think it was 2000. Number seven no, uh, wasn't 2009. Don't believe me. What do you want for number seven? Oh, away. Um. Which pitcher leads the Giants in all-time strikeouts? This counts Madison, before they were in a in America in California. Are you
1: are you telling me that? To oh. or are you telling me that to throw me off?
2: No, I'm just saying it counts <laughs> for their whole like since they since the yeah, whole oh post-
1: from time. way back in the day. Yeah, it can uh, be. Brooklyn dude, that's a that is a long history. Uh, I'll go. I'll go uh Madison Baumgartner.
3: I wanna hear before you say it, I want before you say it, I wanna hear Aiden's answer and then I'm gonna guess as well. With Giants fans, I wanna hear it. Aiden, what all do right. you think? Get in. See, there. my first my first guess would have been Barry Zito, but he didn't play long enough. No. With the I Giants. <sighs> I think it's I wanna say Tim Lynskon, but I don't think he I wanna say Mac I wanna say Matt Cain. All how he, all if you
0: wrong. The two Giants one, in Marichel. Are we? One, one <laughs> yeah. It was oh. Christy Mathewson.
1: Oh, yeah. Old that's school. what I was saying. Oh, old no school. Chance, no school, Christy Mathewson. Wow. The Skrubal
2: Man. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> moving on. Swiftly moving on. <laughs> yeah, two, the <laughs> right. two Giants fans. Number, number, number eight.
2: Number eight. eight. Come number eight. on. Eight. There we go. Which one do you want? Oh, away. away. We'll do away. Uh. What year did the polo grounds open? <laughs>
0: 1908. Nope. 1890. Ooh. All the right. All the right numbers, just done in the right order. Yeah, yeah. that was true. it. That was Deacon, it. These are brutal. <laughs> yeah. I mean Sorry. these are the away
2: questions.
4: <laughs> the
0: home questions—they're a bit easier. So. All right, before the last two,
4: J Rod, would you like a score recap?
0: Um. Yeah, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Oh, two. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I have two? Oh, yeah, I got an away question two. right. Yeah, one, yeah. Right, good, because I oh. thought I had one. That's all, all right. There right. oh, yeah, we Really thought. What do you, you want for number nine? Salvage. Uh, let, I want to hear
2: another Angels question, so we'll go home. Okay. Apart from Mike Trout, which other former Angels outfielder shared his na- last name with a fish? Oh, Tim Salmon.
1: Yeah. Wow! Yeah, I, I should have picked I, home more. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go home one more time because uh, the right. Angels always, are always the forgotten child of yeah. the, no the, Okay, of for baseball. number 10,
2: uh, what is the series between the Dodgers and the Angels called? <sighs> Freeway series. Dang it. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, it well,
1: was. So where
2: are we at? Four? I think we so we're at four.
0: four. They cool. were
3: some rough questions, Deacon. They, they, they were be, the away <laughs> questions. They were they rough. Yeah. They were
2: the away questions. I thought they I was going to go 20. They were pretty similar to the ones Drew had last time.
4: 70, 70%, 70% away, away though. though. That was uh I yeah oh. Going for very the win.
1: Move. Bold strategy. Yeah, I was going for 20, man. I I wanted, wanted go the, for it. I wanted to <laughs> set the all-time record that could never be beat. So, like, you get one shot, right? Yeah.
2: Fair enough. Why not As Eminem it? once very,
3: very true to form with uh, Legends mentality, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go for it. See what happens. Yeah. Why go for it and worry about the rest later. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't get
1: there, you have a good laugh, man, and, and uh,
4: get him Yeah, exactly. Partner. There you go. Love <laughs> that.
3: Oh, fantastic. Awesome.
4: Um, See, now he'll brighten up his knowledge on other baseball, not just his teams. Yeah. Yes.
1: yeah. See, so, there you go. General, I'll look up some old uh, New York Giants history with the Polo Grounds and Chris yes. So just, we'll You know. just have to basically look up useless baseball
4: facts. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. All right. Nice. <laughs>
3: Uh, awesome. Gerald, thank you so much for uh, for joining us on our, our third episode of this podcast. Uh, it's been awesome chatting to you. And thanks so much for, for the season you brought us when we thought there was definitely going to be no baseball at all. Um, so, no, it was absolutely awesome. And uh can't wait to see what happens in the future. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah,
1: it's thanks awesome for having guys. me, guys. Thanks, thank you for having uh, me. it an awesome experience. Yeah, and great job with this thing. Keep it, keep growing it and keep throwing passion into the baseball into the baseball world. You know, I love it. Awesome. Awesome job, guys. Awesome.
4: Thanks so much. Thank you for listening, guys.